Hello, race fans, and welcome to Season 2020, Episode 25 of the Piscina Report, the podcast that gets past the hype and gives you the lowdown on what's really happening in the paddock. So, our Italian adventure is over, and we're back to sunny Spain. Some more craziness in Catalonia. Suzuki continued to impress, and now we've got a few clear favourites, really starting to lead the pack, while others falling by the wayside, quite literally. Also, our boys in Moto2, it was a very mixed bag. It was heartbreak for Jake Dixon, but a well-deserved podium for Sam Lowe's. And can anyone challenge Mini Valet, Luca Marini, for the Moto2 title? Uh, Andra, what are your key takeaways from the weekend, my dear? Well, <laughs> I was just sitting here before going, oh my God, what points am I going to bring up? Um, there's, so, there's so many, though. I think the first one that I just remember now was Dovi and Zarco going down earlier in the race. Yeah. <gasps> totally forgot oh that. God. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I believe, was that, was that Danilo's fault? Uh, yeah, Petrucci had a bit of a moment. Um, yeah, because everyone Zarko, blamed Zarco. And Zarco oh. grabbed a handful of break. He just went, ah. <laughs> oh, Manuel wants to talk. We haven't introduced it yeah, yet. No, I, I, sorry, sorry. Good morning or good morning or whatever you are, yeah. where you are. Yeah. <laughs> for me here in Madrid, it's uh, good afternoon. For you there in Australia, good night. Good evening, oh. good night. Yeah. Yeah. Beer yeah. o'clock. Yes. Well, talking about uh, Danilo and, and the incident, it was uh, a disaster for Dovizioso, but you cannot blame uh, Petrucci. He had just uh, a moment. And yeah. this, mm-hmm. with a uh, domino effect, caused the, what came after. Yeah, I think, I think what I found funny because everyone, incident. everyone just went Zarco at Zarco. Exactly. <laughs> that's what that's what was funny because he just got blamed exactly. immediately. And exactly. I was like, no, I'm pretty sure I saw another bike yeah in front of him. Um, yeah. yeah. The other thing, and then and I won't get to um, Valentino yet, but Quattararo, I spent um, the week or build up because I was going crazy without racing to watch. I was watching all the Patronus. They've got 15 minute videos on our, on the app that I mm. use to watch the MotoGP. So I've, they're now my favorite team. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've got Maverick. What happened to Maverick? Mm. And obviously um, with Valentino, he was so close to his, was it his 200th podium? And Almost his 200th <clears throat> podium. That's right. So close, uh, but so far, indeed. We'll talk about all those things. I, I think I think you should erase or some somehow change this four for a three, because oh yes, the and turn it. You a, have more you, of a shade of blue. Do, oh, I can't put my boobs on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. And obviously, everybody, he, he's he's already here. He's the boss. He's the man, Manuel. I understand you watched the race from from your own home due to coronavirus restrictions back in Spain. So oh, tell yeah, me about, yeah. Look, how are things I, going I have, over there? Uh, uh, after returning from Italy, I had uh, prepared a very nice BMW key 1600 to ride to Barcelona. But at the end, the situation here with the coronavirus is very uncertain. And we had the possibility of being uh, locked down again in Madrid. And I didn't want to be stuck in Barcelona and not be able to come back. So I stayed here. But anyhow, cool. I enjoyed the same. And like you, what a race, right? Yeah. Yeah, very, very good. I, so, look, we'll get straight into it. Um, yeah, what a race, what a weekend in Moto2 and MotoGP. It was absolutely fantastic. But one of the key takeaways from me, it seems, like as we went into last weekend, there was four points between the top four, and now we're starting to see a bit of space. Only one one race, but we're starting to see a bit of space already. So it seems to me like it, the, the championship is solidifying around two or three guys, and some other people, as I said at the beginning, are falling by the wayside. So 
let, let's talk about some of those people that we thought would be championship contenders, first of all. You, let's talk about Rossi, Vinales, and Dovi, first of all. What are your thoughts on yeah, those yeah, guys, it's Rossi, true. first of all? It's true, but it's, it's interesting because, look, maybe point-wise, point-wise, there are some rider who seems to be still in the race for the championship, mm. right? Because the gaps are pretty, pretty close. And I think we see... Uh, Vinales third in the championship. But after what we saw in Barcelona, we can't put it on the list of contenders, right? Yeah. And the same happened with Dovi. Dovi isn't that far in the, in the championship standing, but again, his attitude, his performance, yeah. it's down to, to a state of mind and a state of performance, right? Yeah. More than down to points. That, that's right. I think definitely for those two guys, for Vinales and Dovi, I think there's definitely, a, a, it's a state of mind, a mental thing that's going on with them. Other side of the coin, you look at VR46, who Andrew's got, she's wearing all over her. She's got the foot number 46. That, that guy is, he's more passionate, I think, than I've seen him in a long time. And yeah. as we've seen in the media this week, he's saying, oh, look, I, I got sucked into going for the win what do you think of his performance there on the weekend and his chances for look, the championship? Look, look, what happened is very interesting. We know that Valentino isn't for a long time already not the fastest guy in the, in the class, right? Valentino cannot, uh, he has not the speed anymore like the, the young kids have. But in Barcelona, the circumstances were very special. Because of the grip of the, of the tarmac, it was basically a tire administration race. Mm. And then the real race was the last nine laps. Yep. So it was the perfect situation for the Valentino experience, you know, to handle difficult situations. That it was the best. A situation like this he had not faced for years. And he knew this. Mm. He knew this, that it was a golden moment for him to get the the podium or the victory. He was going for the victory. Podium number 200. Could have been. Yeah, that's but right. He perfectly knew that this uh, occasion, he will not face that easy anymore. Mm. And it was because of the circumstances. So he had the speed. He had the race build up to be in his favor. So it was, everything was prepared for him. You know, all the, the, the table was ready for him. Yep. But... At the end, he's, uh, it's, incre it's uh, incredible. It's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> incredible that the pressure, he, he fall under pressure like yeah. a youngster, you know, like yeah. Quartararo or so. He was so, he was so keen to get there that the pressure was more than the common sense in this case right, so yes. it shows he's human and even i mean i was crazy excited because as i'm sure the listeners know this is my first ever season of moto gp so i have never actually seen valentino rossi on the podium so and right. i've become an addict in a very short period of time so i was i was like oh my god this is finally going to happen and um but again him falling off it shows he's human but i just wanted to say too to show that i'm learning and i've been going back listening to our earlier episodes and and i realized how <laughs> i don't know i was laughing at some of my questions which is good because we've learned but even as i'm watching the races i go all right the tires are going to start start changing here they you like you say they get down to that last 10 mm -hmm. laps or so and i'm like yep game's about to change on there and i'm looking at their tire choices because there's you know the majority wow. pick the same but wow. I know. Look at me, 
a junkie. <laughs> yes, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, for and sure. I tell you something more. And, and I tell you something more. Uh, Valentino, uh, you know, he, he, did you see how frustrated he was when he crashed? Oh, that was, that was genuine he, frustration. He, he, he was really angry was, with himself. Oh my God. Oh my yep. God. It was like, oh my there God. There was no one near him. Why? Yep. It, that's not a mistake he would make Just normally. Front. Exactly. Yeah, he thought, he thought that he could get to Quartararo and he went mm. for it and things went wrong. Remember the second crash into races, one in his home circuit, yeah. where oh, he yes. was also under pressure, racing mm -hmm. in his home circuit and here. So, and this is, I think, the number three zero of the championship. Remember that the engine broke in Jerez one, mm -hmm. then he had the crash in Misano, so he's completely out of the championship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So when I'm watching too, Manuel, I sometimes sit there and go, like say Sam Lowe's in Moto2, for example, Mind you, that's a whole other story because that was freaking incredible. But I sit there when someone's in second and I do wonder, I'm like, do they sometimes sit there and go, all right, I'll play it a bit safer and I'll get the points and come second? Or I think from what you've taught me so far, no, they want to win. No, it depends. It depends, you know. Valentino wanted to win. For some, was it was mm -hmm. okay the second place because he's yeah, racing okay. for the championship. Valentino was just racing for that famous that victory. Win. Mm. I think the last the last time he won was Asen 2017. I 2017, think. yeah, that's right. Yeah, and but okay, it's gone. It's gone, and it will be difficult. I think he will have the the same situation. But let's move to another that has been out of the list because if not, we continue talking about Valentino for the whole night. <laughs> we can. I'm happy to. Indeed. <laughs> let's, let's drill down. What about Dovi? Let's talk about Dovi for a little while. So as you say, he's not that far away from the points, uh, like in, in mathematically, but really with his performances over the last even three or four races, he's struggling even yeah, to get beyond look, the third yeah. row of the grid. Dovi went out of Misano saying, in Barcelona, things will be completely different. <laughs> yeah, even worse. <laughs> Well, no, exactly. Meaning that the grip of the circuit of the tarmac in uh, Misano is the best grip of the championship. You know, the the bike, the, the, the tire really eats the tarmac, yeah, or vice versa. And in Barcelona, it's the opposite. It's the the track with less grip of the championship. Mm -hmm. So Dovizioso went there, knowing that it would be different, but without knowing what would happen with him. And it was worse than in Misano. Oh, right? Yeah, his his practice session were a disaster, and I think he started 14th on the grid. I think something, or something. Like that, yeah. But he had some chances in the race because, as we just told, it was not a pure performance race. It was a, an administration race, and in this valley, uh, Dovizioso is the number one. Exactly, so, he's the master. Exactly. So, if you see when he crashed. When he was uh, taken out ground. by Zarco, taken out exactly that's the word. Racing incident, we call it, Andrew. Racing Sorry, yeah, incident. but it was the it was. second, the second turn of the race, and he had he was the tenth position. Yep. Yeah. So uh, he got a good start. The, he got a very good start. Yeah, and having seen how the race went, I am sure that uh, that Dovizioso would have finished fifth, sixth, maximum. Yeah. And those so, points on what he was already sitting at, whole different exactly. story. So, uh, but, uh, you know, in the points, he isn't that far away, but 
the atmosphere in the team himself, he looks like he's really not enjoying it. Looks miserable. Yeah, you see it in the team, the atmosphere is for somebody that is leaving the, the, circle, the, the team. Mm. Actually, just a few hours ago, the final statement from Ducati came out, yep, uh, official, uh, making official that uh, Peko Banyaya will be Jack's Miller teammate, right? Yep. So, uh, Dobby, he is, uh, he's really not enjoying this year, right? Mm. And things won't change because now we come, look, one of the worst tracks for Dovizioso is Valencia. It's, uh, after, there are three tracks where Dobby simply never has been fast enough. One is Philip Island, which he hates. The other one is uh, Saxon Ring, mm -hmm. where the Ducati is like a track in a go-kart yep. circuit. It's a Honda track. And yep. Valencia. And Valencia, there will be two races in Valencia. So forget Dovizioso. And another thing, and I am putting very many parentheses in the story, but the last race will be in Portugal, right? In yep. Portimao. Yep. On a track that nobody has been before. Mm-hmm. This will make that the guys with pure talent will have an advantage. Yep. You know, pure talent, obviously, Mark Marquez, Vinales, Jack, these guys that are right and back. Other guys. So I haven't raced there before, ever. No. Ever. No, not in so, Well, sorry, I'm going to butt in. Um, so all these tracks they're racing at, they obviously know these tracks in and out, like without even thinking. 90% of I'm, them, yeah. How are they going to learn that track well enough? It's going to be really interesting. Well, the next week they will go and ride on the track on street bikes. Mm -hmm. Okay, but at the end, look, these these guys are professionals. These go on the track, and after ten laps, so you know, I got it. You know, okay. they know how they yeah. are professional. They yeah. know. Mm -hmm. But then, uh, while you do uh, do a laps, then you get the little tricks, you know, mm. here and there. And this is what the talented rider they they catch it immediately. The yep. guys with yeah. okay. the you'll see ones, two or three guys will have a really fast progression where their lap times come down. And other people will just slowly over the weekend get their lap times down. And that's, that's that difference. Yeah, look, uh, what happened with Marquez in MotoGP when he just arrived in 2013? He yeah. started to win races. And the last big example, too, was, remember, Austin. They went to Austin. Yes. And Marquez has never, ever... Uh, for, uh, how do you say? Well, he crashed last time, but he has won all the races he went to. Yeah. The circuit where nobody had been before. No one's even seen it. Oh, yeah, wow. Indeed. So this is a little parenthesis. So Dobby is out of the game. Then the third name that I would erase from the list of the challenger is... Maverick. Is, exactly. Maverick Vinales. Yep. Bom, bom. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just Sorry, ask a Dobby question, though, before we move yeah. on? What do you think is going to happen with Dobby next year? I know. Is someone I gonna... know that he's negotiating with two factories. KTM. Okay. Always as a, te a test team rider. Uh, okay. He is talking with uh, Honda. That is his priority. Mm -hmm. And he's talking with Suzuki. Oh, as so he's not rider. talking with KTM anymore. No, 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 no. KTM, they have Pedrosa. They don't need him. Yeah, yeah, okay. And yeah, Aprilia, leave Danny alone, Stu. Yeah, and Aprilia is a project that really we don't know where they are going to. Right? Yep. Okay, so, so he'll, he'll be a te test rider. 
Yeah, the problem is that my friend Alberto Puig, my friend uh, between friend, friend yep. <laughs> has told Dovizioso that the the first condition to sign is that he kicks out his manager. Right, and are they close? Are they? So the Dovi's manager, you know, that he doesn't want to see him close, that yep. he will not enter into the garage, that this and this and this and that. So that is very Alberto Puch uh, style, you know. Yes. We could send him to solve the, I know, North Korea problem or <laughs> Israelis and the, and the Let's just send him to North Korea full stop. <laughs> <laughs> you go work with Trump. Just leave him there. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah. He would be the, the perfect PR staff, PR person for Trump. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Nice. So let's move on to Maverick. Let's talk about Maverick. So as we say, he's not that far away from the the, the championship points-wise. But yeah, those performances, that hot and cold, he's he's had one yeah. good performance on a Sunday. And he just he just keeps messing it up for himself. Yeah, look, look, let's quickly describe and the description with will say it all. In Barcelona, the three Yamaha three Yamahas made the front row, right? Mm -hmm. It was uh, Rossi, Quartararo, and Morbidelli. Maverick did not bet because he made fifth position, so mm -hmm. he started from the, in the middle from the second row. That is a good place to start. But once again, he. This time he didn't miss the start. He just, sorry for the word, he shitted in the start. Yes. Mm -hmm. By turn two, he was 12. It was ridiculous. Look, I am so uh, hooked by races that after the normal races Monday, I follow the races through different cameras that are available. Ah, yes. mm -hmm. yep. So I see the race once or with the helicopter to understand uh -huh. some things. And... In this case, I went to the onboard camera of Maverick Vignal <laughs> because I wanted to understand what happened at the start. And normally there are three onboard cameras during the race. And mm -hmm. in this race, one was on Quartararo's back seat on the, in the back and one on Maverick. So when you switched on this camera, you listened to the engine. Okay, I wanted to compare via sound yeah. the difference between Quartararo and Maverick. Right. From the start from the start to the first corner. Yep. Because Maverick after the first corner he started fifth and he he lost in four hundred meters ten positions. Fifty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to maybe the sound told me something. So I switched on both and it's interesting because you see, Quartararo starts in the typical sound, nah, 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 then arrives at the breaking point, nah, 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 and goes away. That was a really good. That was great. <laughs> it was like a MotoGP box, was in the room with me. Oh my God. So, then Maverick starts the same, nah, 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 and then when he arrives at the breaking, suddenly you, you hear the engine like, boom. So he is, for a while, for a while that is obviously tenth of seconds, because mm -hmm. it's, but for a while he's, Engine is like, you know, he is completely shut. Yep. Then you go to this, to the, and before this, it's incredible. I had to write it down because <laughs> I wanted to tell you. Okay, he starts fifth, right? Yeah. So on 
on board camera, you can see they start the four in front of the three in front of it go away. Jack with the Ducati starts better. Mm -hmm. Okay, then mm -hmm. that is Maverick fifth, and then comes the the show. Hang on. Okay, before in this four hundred meter, he is overtaken by first Paul, then Mir, yep. then Zarco passes him on the right, Rins on the left, Petrucci on the right. <laughs> Alej Espargaro on the left. Oh my God. Was Tato there? Before, <laughs> Alex. Before, before oh, Alex Marquez break, got past him as well. Marquez and Dovizioso both on the right. Okay. <laughs> hang on, hang on. The safety turn car. Number, <laughs> turn number one. Then comes the change direction number three. Yep. On turn number three, no, two. Turn number three, that is a very fast right-hander. Yep. Nakagami passes it. <laughs> wow. Oh, and then, then that snail that was on the track did that overtake him? Poliscargo. Okay, no, let me take, let me finish. And Sorry. then when, when they arrived at the breaking point at uh, at turn ten, that mm. is after the back straight, uh, Brad Binder passes him mm -hmm. on the of course. Then hang on, hang on, it doesn't finish. <laughs> first lap, first lap. Can you imagine? I just was wondering what Maverick was thinking. Mm. You know? Everyone, he's looking for the safety car to come past him. <laughs> so then they go through the finish line first lap and the end of the straight. Carl mm -hmm. Cratchero outbreaks <laughs> on his on his so, walking frame <laughs> and with just one arm, you know, yes. because the yeah. other arm, yeah. the arm with the, where the gas is, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So, second lap, starting for position position fifth. He, second lap, he was 16. It took 16 laps, 16 laps for Maverick overtake Carl Crutchlow. Wow. Is there any, any, any other thing to say? I think everything is said. That says it all. That's, that's ridiculous. So was it the bike or was it him? Like, does that, did that sound? No, no, no. And after no, the race, after Hang the on, race, I can take said, this one. No, I can take this one. Man, <laughs> what did you say the other week? Look at the other bikes that are exactly the same. Where were they? And he said, Not the bike. I, I, I asked him, did you have any problem? He said, no, no, no. The only problem is that my bike is slow. Look at the slow. other bikes that are the yeah. same. And then, and then, look, I tell you where the key was. Because then talking, talking, in a certain moment, he says, when I was at the grid and I saw on my left a Ducati and on my right a KTM, I said to myself, wow, this race is going to be tough so he always started so he talked himself out of it before he even exactly, started exactly you know Mami he's not a killer mental yeah. yep exactly so All can right. i ask manuel so just because i'm very fascinated now by what you do um in your job as a moto gp journalist so after the race you were saying so you have access to all these different cameras so like you said do you, is this a normal routine for you? So you watch the helicopter camera and watch the do you watch the whole race or just parts and then you no, switch part, to part of the race? For example, you can see how strong Valentino is on braking. It's mm -hmm. amazing. You can see it from the helicopter and it's like, wow, this old man is still the best in braking. Yeah. Yep. And you can see so many things, you know, but I don't know if you watch uh, the races on MotoGP.com. No, no, oh, I don't. I don't know if she does. 
Okay, because on MotoGP, come you have all these chances. You can follow live the whole race through the helicopter or an onboard camera, so yeah. you can understand a lot of things. For example, when Maverick had a, a clutch problem some races ago, I don't remember, mm -hmm. you could perfectly hear in Austria his engine like ah, accelerating, right, yeah. accelerating, was... and the other bikes just it was clear, you know. Yeah. So wow. is the sound you can understand so many things but you have to basically i am a professional you have to work on this to understand and have but real speak with uh, real information yeah know? exactly can exactly. we see the interviews as well so you obviously get to interview the riders after the race uh, no, this is uh, just for journalists, I think. And we oh no, because oh, no, I think someone had someone sent me footage of you do, asking questions of Dovi. It was from years and years ago, and I think they said that they watched it on the MotoGP app. They must have been able to see some interviews or something. I, I don't know. Now, now they don't allow us because normally after the race there is the press conference. Yeah, the press conference. On this yep. press conference, we journalists are connected through Zoom. And okay. the, the one who are subscribed to the to MotoGP.com, mm -hmm. they can a press conference oh. and us asking. Okay, but yep, that's that's what I was yeah. They cannot interact. That's the no no no. Thing. But they can watch you do the press the, do the press conference with the riders. Okay, cool. Okay, look, let's move forward and talk about the guys who are actually on the podium. I mean, because wow. I think yeah, as we as we said maybe last week or the week before, there's a real change of the guard coming here. Um, oh, and yeah. it was shown again last weekend. Quattararo, Morbidelli, Mir. Oh my God! The oldest guy on the on the on the podium last Sunday was uh, Alex Rins, and he's 24. You know, so it's unstoppable. They are, and yep. I don't know if it's just uh, it happened just, be, but who did crash? Dovizioso, uh, Valentino. Yep. <laughs> Well, the old guys, they're falling off. Exactly. Yeah. So a double a double podium for Suzuki, absolutely incredible. Let's 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 talk wow. about those first of all. What about those Suzuki guys? Okay, let's start. Look, I was. We already knew, not me. We already knew how Juan mm -hmm. uh, was going to race. Okay. Oh, yeah. We knew, especially in that race, that was a administ tire administration race. Yep. We knew how he would do because the Suzuki are always strong at the end. Mm -hmm. So I was watching and I was following the lap times and I was seeing that uh, Joan was losing 0 0.4, 0 0.3 per lap. And I was asking myself, Joan, maybe it's too much. Maybe it's too much. Will you make it at the end? You know, because I was suffering because each lap he was losing four tenths, three tenths, five tenths. Oh, so I, I was, was suffering with you as like, well. I was saying, oh, what's going on? It's too far. Yeah. And he was, he was stuck behind Jack Miller. Yep. But look, it was so interesting because uh, Saturday before the race, the riders, or in this case, Paul Espargaro said, look, until lap 15, we have to manage the tire. Mm. After lap 15, it will be, let's go. It's and on. he said something else. As we are so close to each other, the one who wants to really break the the field mm -hmm. will have to risk a lot, and this will mean crashes. And this exactly what happened. What happened here? You know, because they are so tight that they are already at the limit. So if they want, mm. ah, they have to risk over the hundred percent. Mm. And this is what happened to Valentino. Well, so there were rids. 
nine laps to go. <gasps> it's a time attack. Uh-huh. So bah, he passes Jack, yep. which cost him a lot. And then let's go to pick go up the other two. First, Morbidelli. Pick he, up Morbidelli. Like a swan, like a sandwich, you know, with mayonnaise. <laughs> he swallowed it, <laughs> and then it 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 lasts one lap to to catch Quartararo. You yeah, know, I don't know if it was uh, one lap. Uh, he had maybe attacked one lap too late, but whoever Quartararo won, and he went one second second. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Mir is the clear favorite. The clear yeah, favorite. I'd, I'd say so as well. Yep. Without having won a race yet, that's important. Mm. Yep, that's exactly. what else I love with it is we were talking about this on the weekend. You don't necessarily have to win all the races to be the champion. Like there's a whole other psychology or psychology to it. I don't know. Yep. That's probably not the right term, but so someone can win the championship and not actually have won a race. You're right, and it is psychology. That's right. It's it's a mental thing because you get a lot of people, especially when they when they're younger racers, they just want to win. They just want to win. Um, but the people you, you look at Marquez right from the beginning of his of his MotoGP career, he was smart enough to realize to win a world championship, you don't always have to finish first. You've just got yeah. to look. I spoke with uh, Chicho Lorenzo, that is Jorge Lorenzo's father, mm-hmm. who uh, built up me as a rider. Right? Yep. We have to do a special a special uh, podcast for this because the story is incredible. Okay, so he know him very well. And he explained to me, uh, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> it was <laughs> secret. Old, old, old man forgets, you know, the, how do you say the amnesia is around. We're talking about the championship and, and not having to be a winner. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, the winning, the winning. <laughs> yeah. And he told me, look, in the brain of a rider, winner race is like heart drug. Yeah. Once mm. you get it, <gasps> Uh, yeah. constantly, but he also needed needs it to win uh, the championship. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Mir said, "I need to win a race before I think in the championship." You know, yeah. and okay. as soon as he wins, we will see another step. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yep. By yep. John. Yep, we will indeed. If he does. Mm-hmm. And Quattararo. Who bloody knows? So, yeah, who knows, yeah. Let's, let's talk about Quattararo. So oh, we, we're saying think... that Mir is probably the favourite at the moment, but Quattararo, the, the two of them have got to be very close for favouritism for the championship because that, that performance was perfect. Look, the, the Quattararo, I have to say different things. One, he's a liar like most of the riders in the, in the paddock, in the field. The same, and i explain you later. He's a liar, punto, period. <laughs> <laughs> How <laughs> so? Second, did you did you realize that the races he has won, that was the two of Jerez and here, mm. he started in the front and went away with the Yamaha. Yep. Mm. In the races where he was stuck in the middle of the field, he wasn't he going anywhere. Suffered. Yeah. So it's yep. at, at the end, it's the, what basically Maverick says. Okay, while. Mir is capable to get out of trouble, you know, to fight during the race and mm-hmm. get there. Therefore, if we put the both on a balance, I think Mir has, yeah. more, has shown more uh, skills or more mm-hmm. resources yep. to get yep. there, right? 
yeah, yeah. you're right because there's some of them if they can get out front yep they can stay out there yeah, it's, yeah. and i know it's not easy but it looks like it that's that's and, and, but yeah as soon as they're stuck this is very interesting because the other the last company um paul espargado said he said look if you have behind the yamaha it's very easy to block that you just break in the middle of the corner and yeah. they are done yeah. because their strong point or their different point is the corner speed so Mm -hmm. Other riders know when, when they have a Yamaha behind, they know they know how to neutralize this, yeah, right? Exactly. Okay, Quartararo, I think he is strong. He has done, he is very good under pressure when he's in racing, you know, because he had the pressure of Valentino. Yeah. He had the pressure of Mir arriving, arriving, mm -hmm. arriving, arriving. So in this, he's, he's good. But we saw him crying like a baby after the race, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's from the nipple chafing because he he's the only one that doesn't wear a shirt under his leathers like everyone else. <laughs> Crocodile tears. So he, 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 and then he declared, I have been under a lot of pressure in the last weeks, pa pa pi, pa pa pa, and not so that. Yep. The day before and the other day before and the before, when he was asked about if he was under pressure, no. What pressure? No, I pressure never. I am. And then, as soon as he finishes, he cries, ah, the pressure! So much pressure. <laughs> so, Kendra, write this on the wall of your house. Don't believe one word of what the writers say. They yeah. never say the truth. Never. Oh, yeah. And I put you another example. Alex Rins finishes on the podium. Third. Yep. Ah, I have to confess that physically I was not fit. Okay. Wasn't he saying he was in, fine just the day before? In Misano, in Misano, are you, do you have physical problems? No, 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 no. I'm just not getting the bike, yeah. the tire, the tarmac. They all lie. Yes. They all lie. Don't Suit believe the occasion. Nothing, nothing. <laughs> wow. So there you go. The, the number one thing you hear is riders are liars. Don't believe a thing that they say. That's fantastic. Look, I mean, the same way, the same way riders say that we journalists invent everything that yes. we buy. <laughs> we say that they lie everything they open the mouth. Indeed. Indeed. So we are even. We are even. Yeah, sounds fair. Sounds fair. Okay, look, I wanted to put a question to you that we received through the week. Um, so this one comes from Yash, who's a who's a, a longtime listener of, of the show. Um, and it, it, it sort of talks about the, what you were just saying before about people riding against the Yamaha and we've seen a lot of Yamahas on the podium and obviously Quattararo potentially a championship contender. Yash is asking, how can a bike that's struggling to overtake be a championship contender? We've seen hardly any Yamahas have actually gotten any overtakes this year at all. They really struggle when they're around other bikes. So how is it that they're, that they're seemingly so strong? Is it just because... They've got no engine, but they've got good corner speed. What do you, what do you think it is? Yeah, yeah. They, look, they know their virtues. And they know that they have to explore the virtues by trying to set up a certain situation in the race. Yep. Right? Okay. Playing if, to their strengths. For them, for them, the two, I wouldn't say three, the first two laps are vital. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, and I put you an example that is fantastic. And this happens for Yamaha for many, many years. When Lorenzo, Jorge Lorenzo arrived in Yamaha, and, and this is fantastic, he was super bad in starting. 
Super. Yes, I remember uh -huh. that. Yep. So he realized, and his father, they realized they had to do something. So the first thing was to be aggressive in the first lap. Mm -hmm. So he started bad, but he he worked out his aggressivity to overtake very aggressively in the first lap. Yep. Mm -hmm. Then he, he learned to do this, but he realized that it was dangerous because he had some crashes. You, you being aggressive, you put yourself in a yeah. dangerous position. So what he did he do? He learned to start and he turned into the best starter of the championship. Yeah. How did he do this? How did he do this? It was fantastic. At that time, Wilco Selenberg, who is now Petronas team manager, was his personal coach. Okay. So they went to a track with a standard bike mm -hmm. and they learned, he learned how the reaction time, right? Mm -hmm. How to do the movement. You yep. know how many starts they did? 1,000. A thousand. Wow. A thousand. And uh, Wilco explained me that the clutches, they had constantly changing yeah. clutches. <laughs> <Exactly>. Wow. <laughs> do it again. Do it again. Yeah. He, start, he turned into the best. The same happened to Danny Pedrosa when he arrived. The same. Yeah, so, right. the thing, the key in life is when you have to, a problem is first accept the problem. Mm -hmm. If Maverick has a problem, he said, the bike doesn't work, the tire doesn't work. You have to accept it. You cannot uh, find a solution if you push your problem to the others. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. The first thing is to accept the problem. And then, start to do little steps. You understand? He won't change from today to tomorrow. Yep. Yep. One step, another step. And this, for example, look, with all my pain, no, with all my, uh, this happens to Jack. There are riders that, for example, the best example is Carl Crutchlow. We have seen Carl Crutchlow is the same rider than five years ago, six years ago when he arrived doesn't does these steps mm -hmm. you understand develop uh, yeah uh, mir is the rider that who does steps you know they are progressing because they want to grow jack mm -hmm. is jack has to he has been progressive but what is jack missing jack missing is to fp understand that the races are 24 lap races, yeah. not mm. or 12. 12. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all, tell me something. He made two podiums this season, Jack, mm. right? Twice where? Austria. Austria, why? Because the races were 12 lap races. Yeah, there were sprints. Oh, of course. Yep. yep. Yeah. That's why he did a podium. So when you put him in a normal race, we saw him in Barcelona. When I saw him breaking, like the, you know, like if he, he had seen God. Like so he's smashing the. Is he just smashing the tires down too much? He, They're not lasting. We were excited, you know. He he he's a racer. He's a like mm. a, you know. How do you show these horses that get out of the cage like? Oh yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's an untamed you know? stallion. Exactly. <laughs> But, and then, Stu, what I explained to you, you just look at what happened. The two Austrian races that were half distance, mm -hmm. he managed to finish on the podium. Exactly, yeah. So you just smashed the gun. It's written on the paper. It's yep. down to yeah. him. 
it's down to him to want to make another step. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and this is what we say all the time. When Andrew and I talk offline, when we're looking at the races, the prediction is Jack will have a really good start. He'll be up there in the top group, but then he'll drift back again because he runs out of tyres and he re, uh, sort of halfway two thirds towards the end of the race. Imagine we know this. Imagine if he, who is the the protagonist and his uh -huh. team, doesn't know. So he needs to understand if he wants that exactly. he does. He needs to do another step. Exactly. Because should we should have told him when we spoke to him last week? <laughs> we had the chance. Jack, save your tires. Come on, indeed. I, I tell you, he is super talented rider, mm. but a MotoGP rider has to have. Um, look, it's a. He has to do different skills, right? And he has to go to let's say uh, grade ten. Mm -hmm. So if you have a seven in pure talent, you can have other skills less, you know, yep. but mm -hmm. make up end, for it. Yeah. Uh, how do you say the sum of yep. everything has to be done? Mm -hmm. For example, Alex Marquez has no talent, but he's a hard worker and he's not okay, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, Don't hold back, mate. Tell yeah, us what yeah, you really yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah. come on. Alex yeah. Marquez is twice world champion and Jack with all his talent. Never been a world champion. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yep. But that's it. Every, regardless who you are, you're going to have strengths and weaknesses. You need to find your weaknesses and work on them to grow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and at the end, it's a, you have to put the sum of everything has to be this together. Yep. That's it. That's mm -hmm. it. Andrew, did you have a, a listener question that you wanted to uh, put to Manuel? I do, but where'd I put it? Oh, no. Where'd I put wow. it? Found it. Go for it. I have a question from the lovely Retta. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Hi, Retta. Um, Difference of race pace versus the time attack for qualifying. And this is a question that I actually have been thinking about myself. So is it about bike setup, tire choice, or the feel of the bike? I think I did touch on this. Yes, look, there are both things, Rita. Very good question. Once, for a time attack, you can't use, or you use tires that you don't care if this tire will last more than three or four laps. Mm. So you mm -hmm. go for it. Okay, and then is the setup. Look, the bike, it's a very, how can I explain it? You can set up the bike to take the maximum out of a tire. I mean, to make, to, to make the rear tire grip like, you know, like chewing gum on yep. the asphalt for one lap. But, and then you have to set up the bike in a certain way, suspension wise, you know that the tire probably works more than the suspension. But this, again, if you do this, you can do this for two or three laps. If you go mm. with this uh, suspension setup of weight distribution, after 10 laps, you were finished. And then you go nowhere in the race. Yep. And engine maps as and well. Then, There's lots of different engine yeah, maps too. And then something more. Normally, when uh, they work on race setup, they work with the fuel tank, the mm -hmm. whole weight of the to understand yeah. how the tire consumption goes. But when they go out to do one lap, they go out with one liter. Yeah. And that's the whole thing too, which I'm now understanding. I'm getting my head around the free practice because I went, oh, it's just about the setup. And now it's finally clicked that, no, because they need to get the good times to get into the qualifying, to get to the right position to start the race. Yet they're doing all these little things that... Mm aren't exactly how the race is going to be with your longer laps. And there's, yeah, I get now, I'm starting to get now all of the That's it. And, they're, and they're trying all these things in all the different practice sessions. 
So, mm. you know, in FP1, FP2, they might be trying these things and FP3, they'll try some th other things. And so, yeah, it's a, um, it's a journey to get to the, to the qualifying session yeah, and then to no, get to no. the race as well. Do they have uh, only 45 minutes, right? Twice 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. So look, another thing they have to do, and it's something I am writing about that is so interesting, is how do they choose the, the tire for the race, mm. right? So I've been explained. The first thing when they arrived Friday morning, they look for the tire who gives them the most performance. Yep. You know, the fastest. Mm -hmm. Then... Normally, they have to step one, uh, one step down mm -hmm. entire performance because the, the good one won't last the race. Exactly, yeah, longevity. <laughs> they, yeah. Sacrifice, they sacrifice this hyper-performance uh, tire to one that should work the race. And then they start to work on the setup. Mm -hmm. You understand? So everything is on the program. and Because they need to get the good times to keep their overall high time uh, shorter lap time yeah but this they work basically on fp2 and then and, and do not is it not all of the fps that the times count yes only so only some. Oh, it does. to go towards qualifying you mean yeah no that's yeah. fp1 to three fp4 is a oh yeah, 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 yeah. towards yeah, but on FP1, look they know perfectly that friday afternoon they build they will be faster than Friday morning. So Friday morning mm. is trying to set up the, the working plan. Mm -hmm. You understand? Okay. And again, in another episode, I'm going to explain you. <laughs> we gonna, are you keeping note of these, Stu? <laughs> the famous engine game. That is amazing how it works. Really Ooh, amazing. Okay. It's something, and it's so simple to understand. So simple. And this is another thing they have to work on when they arrive there. Every yep. corner as a different engine brake, every mm -hmm. corner. If they go to a track with 13 corners, they have to mm -hmm. uh, you know, fix these engine brakes for every corner mm -hmm. while they are testing the tires, while they are this and while, so a lot of work. Yep. I wish we could hear more about that when we're watching, because I speak to people now, because I'm now MotoGP's taken over my life. Um, people go, yeah, I watched the race or, and I'm like, do you not watch all the lead up stuff? And they're like, no, no, I'll just watch the race. And I'm like, but you're missing so yeah. much. You don't know what's like, going it's the on. Whole, yeah. Like, but I wish watching it, we could understand more. Cause you obviously, you, I mean, you've got your commentators and they're, they're bloody awesome, but it's all these things trying to understand what they're doing at the time. Oh, we'll have to do that when we meet up with Manuel and have a beer. He can talk us through one. Exactly. Yeah, you can. Look, there is obviously people, some people watch the races just they mm. could do anything else. But the, the ones that we watch the race are really enjoying. It's so interesting to read what's going yeah. on. Mm. You know, yes. To watch. And look, mm. to read. If you are, uh, if you see the races on MotoGP.com during the race, you can change the cameras, right? Yep. You can I'm totally signing up for that. I got a 50% off email the other day. Nice. And you can, you can keep watching, for example, at the end of the straight, they are arriving at the end of the straight, but you switched on the camera of the helicopter and then you can see, <laughs> who's breaking into what corner, who's out breaking or super freaks, okay? That's for super freaks. Yep. I think I'm nearly there. <laughs> I think that's all three of us, indeed. Well, look, guys, it's been absolutely amazing. I think we had some more stuff we wanted to talk about, but we've, we've gone long as per usual. We didn't want to rush it. It was a great chat. I think we'll leave it there. Andra, before we go, 
do you want to uh, tell everybody where they can find all of our all of our stuff, all of our information? Oh my God, we're like everywhere now. So if you're Hopes listening to everywhere. us, oh, if you're listening to us, we're now on YouTube, so you can see us. You can see my VR46 T-shirt, and you can see Manuel's ears. It's the first time I've seen his ears because he's not got his headphones on. <laughs> Freaked me out a little. <laughs> um, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Please share, like let it, let your friends know about us. Share and rate and what else do I tell people to do? Like, send nudes. Give us a five-star rating. Send nudes, <laughs> definitely. Send nudes, yes. send oh, dick pics, all that sort of stuff. Send checks. Send checks. Except send, send money. Send messages. And PacinoGP.com. PacinoGP.com. No, but there's I also the other language. Yes. This, this time, this week, you have to go to PacinoGP.com. I did an incredible interview with uh, John Mir because I do a series of interview called uh, The Person in the Mirror, right? Oh, and yeah. this is called Mirror in the Mirror, yep. where you can uh, understand or know John Mir as a person, not as a writer. It's cool. fantastic. The questions are like, what uh, of yourself you like less? Mm -hmm. what scene are you less uh how do you say harsher with what so that's, it's so good so good. that's he explains cool his character, what he would like to be different it's really top top interview i recommend absolutely perfect so there you go folks if you want to get inside the head of joanne mir then manuel's done that for you with the person in the mirror over at pacinogp.com or if you want to learn another language pacinogp.es there we go exactamente Exactamente. Siesta. And then have a siesta. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Guys, it's been amazing. Thank you so much. See you again Thank next you. week. Ciao.